Welcome to the shit show of my 20s. My name's Sophia and I am so glad you're here. I am a 20-something in my early 20s and I was going through my fair share of shit show moments and I'm sure there's more shit show moments to come. So much fun. But it's while I was going through these moments that I was realizing I'm probably not the only 20-something who feels this way. So I decided to start this podcast back in 2020 and it's been incredible. And I love interviewing these inspiring people. And I hope that through these stories, you're able to see yourself in these stories. And it would mean the absolute world to me if you would share it with a friend, as well as leave me a review on iTunes. It makes a huge difference. I put so much time and energy into this podcast and it would mean the world to me. So without further ado, let's get started. Today's guest is Jacqueline. I love chatting with her. Jacqueline is a seven-figure business consultant, influencer, YouTuber, and motivational figure to women interested in business. Jacqueline has generated over a million dollars selling online. Her story quickly got her attention on TikTok, where she posted a single video just for fun and got millions of views overnight. She had just met her partner, Sal, who she decided to create an e-learning business with called FBA Growth University to teach others about Amazon FBA. They have built a community of over a thousand Amazon sellers, have helped people from over 20 different countries, and have had over 50 million views combined on TikTok. In this episode, we go into so many incredible things from how Jacqueline was able to overcome the adversity in her childhood. We go into how she got into Amazon FBA. We go into, is Amazon FBA too saturated? We go into her tips with selling on Amazon. We also go into her money mindset and so much more. So excited for you guys to hear this episode. Let's get started. I'd love to start. Tell me about your 20s so far. Feel free to include any shit show moments we might resonate with. Let's start there. Yeah, I would say from the very beginning, I'm 26 now. Actually, 27. Oh my gosh, my birthday just passed like two weeks ago. But the beginning of my 20s was a shit show for sure. I feel like I struggled a lot with everything. I, I was just really lost had no vision for myself up until I turned like 23. I started my Amazon business. So up until that point, I was just kind of all over the place and struggled with a lot of like mindset, my environment, my physical health, just like every aspect of my life. And then when I turned 23 is when I decided to just make a change. I invested into myself, coaching mindset, my physical health, quit drinking alcohol, just kind of took on like a whole new role for myself and just decided to change my life from there. So yeah. And then since then, I feel like I've been kind of living my dream life since I turned 23 up until this point. So yeah, it's a little bit of background. Well, and I'm curious, what was it about 23 in particular that you're like, this year is going to be different? I'm going to do kind of like, you kind of did a rehaul of your whole life, it sounds like. Yeah, kind of crazy how it happened because it happened so fast. Like fast when I turned 23 up until now, like it all happened so fast after. But I think I was just at the lowest point in my life when I was 23. I was in a really toxic relationship. I working like a really shitty nine to five job. I was a college dropout at this point. I had just lost my best friend. I had no really like close relationship with any of my family, not because of like me or anything I did, but it's because we've never like grown up that close. I grew up with a single dad and my brothers just kind of didn't connect as much when we got older. And my dad moved away when I turned 
18. So as soon as I graduated high school, I was kind of on my own. So I felt like really lonely and I felt really just lost. I had no direction and no one to kind of guide me or tell me like, hey, how, check up on me or anything like that. So I feel like I had to figure it out on my own. Basically, at this point, I became very depressed. And because of this, I one day, it's like a light bulb just like, switched in me and I was watching a YouTube video. I used to consume a lot of stuff on YouTube. I was watching a YouTube video about this girl who was roughly around my age. And she was basically living like my dream life. Like for me, I always knew that I really just wanted to travel the world and inspire others. Just didn't know what vehicle used to that. But she was sharing her experiences and she was doing Amazon FBA. And when she was mentioning this, I decided to kind of like follow what she was doing. She was promoting a course. I decided to take that course and just really go all in. Like I cut out every person in my life and I really focused for the next three months and just like really leaned into this like version of myself and I cut out all distractions. I took everything really serious. I started going to the gym, eating healthier. And then around that time is when I met my partner self, who's my boyfriend, who is also my partner for coaching business as well. He has his own Amazon store. I have my own. And when I met him is when I really started getting more deeper into personal development and kind of changed my mindset more from there. And it just kind of skyrocketed from there as far as like my mindset, my health and everything. You have such an incredible story. And like, I feel like there's like this theme of like rehauling that maybe we could go a little bit deeper into like someone who maybe they're looking at their life right now. They're at that place that you were at in 23. They're like, I don't like anything. Like I have to start all over. What tip do you have for them to like start that process of like, what's the good starting place? Yeah, for sure. I get a lot of girls in my DMs, you know, telling me their story stories and how they can relate to me. And I'm like, only they knew I only share so much, but <laughs> if only they knew like how bad it truly was for me. I feel like it could really more people. And that's why I wanted to do this podcast. But I feel like the thing that you have to realize is that nobody's gonna want you to succeed more than yourself. And for me, I people I've met in this world, e commerce entrepreneurship world is people who succeeded, you know, they went all in. And they some of these people didn't have nothing else going for themselves. And a lot of people do the thing that like separates people is that they just went all in, they gave it 100%, they honed down, maybe they did it how I did, like, you know, studied it for three months and cut out distractions completely. But I feel like that's the biggest difference is just going all in and like just being so fed up with your actions. You just have to make a change. That was it for me. I also didn't have like a plan B. I was also very like something I want to talk about is like I was very emotional during this time when I started my business. And I feel like the stronger that the emotion is, the more the stronger the emotion that you have to, to the problem, the more you're paying attention to that. So you give your power away to that. And when a person really, I feel like, decides to be defined by a vision of the future instead of, you know, the memory of the past, the hardest part about it is us not making the same unconscious choice. So I feel like controlling my emotions during that period was really the key because it brought on like a new energy for me to actually heal and create a better future for myself. Because during this period of my life, I was very emotional because I was depressed and I had nothing really like I used all of my savings. I didn't like have anyone like kind of motivating me to go do this. Everyone was kind of 
like you're going to fail. So I feel like that's the key is really controlling your own emotions and just giving it 100%. Mm. It's so interesting that you went into controlling your own emotions. Like for someone who maybe like their emotions are all over the place, like how did you start that journey of starting to control your emotions and be aware of what's happening and what track is playing? Yeah, it took me a long time to learn this. I feel like this is honestly the key to life is like learning how to control your emotions because it helps everything. But I really learned more about this from Dr. Joe Dispenza. He talks a lot about this. This is when I started learning more about it. When I started my Amazon FBA journey, I was like reading his stuff. I was listening to podcasts and this was like the real like thing that I grasped. And I felt like it was the key for me to like move forward and actually like take action and like not let things get in the way. So yeah, I feel like that's how I started with this. That's awesome. And like going back to that time, you said you had no money. I'm curious, how did you kind of start that journey in terms of investing into the course, starting Mm -hmm. to pay for your Amazon store? I'm curious what your process was there and how you got the money to fund it. Yeah. So at the time I was kind of working like a nine to five and I was also working in nightlife to save up money for the course. So these jobs weren't really that good at paying me and stuff, but I decided to become an assistant for someone as well. So I was working like three jobs simultaneously. For me, it's nothing that I hadn't done before because I had I started working since the age of 14 through high school as well. So I would like take the bus after not even go to fourth period. Like I would take the bus to make sure I'd make it to my job. So I was always kind of had this like hustler mentality and I was kind of okay with working, but it got to a point where even though I was so young, I was already like over that nine to five cycle. I was so young. So I feel like it was just me kind of breaking free from that cycle and just saving up everything I had. I also asked someone to like, let me borrow money as well. This person ended up not like the moment that I had to process my payment for my big shipment for my Amazon business. That second, he was like not doing it. He didn't believe in me. So I was like that in itself was like, I feel like that was the moment where like, I really like had to just decide like, this is the moment like you're going to go all in. So I did. And looking back now, it was like crazy to think like that. And people always say like, oh, I have a couple thousand dollars saved. I'm not sure if I should invest. I'm like, nothing really saved. And I had someone telling me like, you're going to do it. And the last moment they said no. So it's like, just not making excuses for yourself. And it's really comes down to how bad you want that life, right? Your dream life. And I wanted it so bad because I had no plan B and just really wanted that life for myself, like being a digital nomad and just being able to travel and work from anywhere. That's what I really wanted. And like for what do you feel like is like a good starting amount? Like if you want to get into Amazon FBA, like how much should you have before you even start the process? Yeah, I always tell people to save around like three to 4,000. I feel like this is a good point price to start with, sorry, budget to start with. But obviously, you know, it really comes down to what type of product you launch. Some are a little bit more expensive than others, but I feel like this is a good amount to start with. Other people recommend different things here and there, but I always tell people like, as long as you have three to four, is a good amount. And for like anyone who's not familiar with Amazon FBA, this whole world, could you go into like a little bit of like detail about what it is and some background on it? Yeah. So basically you buy, well, first off, you don't have to invent like a new product. What I do is the method of private labeling. So you basically find products that have, you know, good demand, aren't highly saturated. You find these products by using like a software tool. It breaks down the data. So there's no guessing. And then you source these products from Alibaba, which are suppliers that come from China. 
They brand the product for you. They manufacture the product. So you have to come up with your own logo. So that's what we say when we private label a product, you're putting your own private label on the product. So it's branding it. And then they brand the product manufactured. They send it over to Amazon. Amazon sends it over to the customer. And you just kind of repeat this process. So yeah, there's a lot of lead time in between and all that. But it's great because you don't have to touch or ship anything yourself with this method of selling on Amazon. You just kind of have to pick your product, create your listing and brand your product. And I'm curious for like getting started. Is it like more cost effective to go through the private label method or going through someone who already has a brand just like reselling their toothpaste or anything from them? Yeah, that could definitely help. Instead of like Colgate and these other brands, like that's a wholesale method of selling. It's a different way. But there are a lot of people who come to me who have existing brands and sell different products, not like these big brand names. It's their own little small business. And it could be good. It would really just depend on the data, right? You don't really know if your product's going to do good until you see the data. But that definitely does help. It puts you, you know, 10 steps ahead because you don't have to take care of outsourcing your logo or thinking too much about branding or any of that stuff. So that could definitely help. Yeah. And I'm curious, do you have a preference of one way versus the other? Or like what would be easier for like someone who's a complete beginner? Do you think like the private labeling would be easier? I do think it's, I wouldn't say it's easy. A lot of this is like, I wouldn't say it's easy. But it is more easier than most traditional businesses out there because you don't have to take care of, like I mentioned, shipping, handling, labeling anything. So in that aspect, for sure, and you don't have to take care of customer service or even returns as well. So it is a huge bonus, but it's not as, as easy as, as other you know business models. Like there's retail arbitrage where you don't have to like source from Alibaba. You can go in the stores and scan, but that isn't like a long-term business versus like private label where it's more of a long-term thing. So I always tell people like if you want to actually make some good money long term and have it be like a real business for yourself, I do recommend private label. Yeah. Okay, awesome. And for like when you do private label, are you also running ads on Amazon? Are you also doing another store? Are you selling only on Amazon? How do you kind of set it up? Yeah, you run ads through Amazon. Amazon has something called PPC, which stands for pay-per-click. And you basically run ads through Amazon. So it's great because you don't have to necessarily run ads outside of Amazon unless you choose to. Of course, it's good if you want to can only do you good, but it's not, I would say a necessity. And when someone's getting started, what's the usually the timeline of how long it takes from when they start talking to manufacturers to when their store is actually launched and they're actually making sales? Like what's that timeline? Usually like? Yeah, it's a good question. Cause I always like to be very transparent because people say all kinds of different things with this, but honestly, roughly it takes about four to six months to launch a product on the Amazon. So it does take time because of the nature of the business, they're shipping, the products are coming from overseas and it takes time for them to just manufacture the product as well. So yeah, four to six months for sure. It may take even longer for some people. It really just depends on your situation. But I mean, I have, for instance, like for an example, I have members from like all over the world, people who from all aspects of life, like people who are going to college, moms who work a job and still launch within four months. So it just really depends how much time you put in. But yeah, it just comes down to that. Hmm. And I'm curious if any like scarcity came up for you, like the first time you place like a big order, because I feel like that's- oh yeah thousands of dollars you know you're putting down research but like you know it's your first attempt what advice do you have for like the mindset of making that first order or like the scarcity that comes up around it yeah no definitely it was definitely for sure like the scariest thing I have ever done in my life because I put everything I had into it and like I said that person last minute was like I'm not letting you borrow the money and I kind of just had to put like literally the last dollar I had so it was very scary but that's why it does help when you have like a guide to follow and you have mentorship 
because at least, well, the course I took, I was able to get someone to at least say like, okay, this product seems like it will do good. We offer something similar, a little even better because we can give you more analytics on your product and help you with your launch strategy. So having like a mentorship program makes it easier for sure in making that final decision. But either way, you know, it's always going to be scary in starting any business. There's always risk involved. But with Amazon FBA, it definitely does help being able to look at the data at least. It makes your decision a little bit easier, I would say. It's still scary though. I mean, with any business, you're investing your own money, but it helps having someone kind of hold your hand through the process. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. And like, what do you think in terms of like Amazon versus like Shopify versus like other ways of selling online? Like, why do you think people in particular should think more about Amazon versus like those other ways of selling online? Yeah, well, first off with Shopify, you have to create your own website and that in itself can be a little bit of a hassle. It's more of a tedious task. And with Amazon, you don't have to do that. So I feel like it's a great thing if you don't want to have to create a website and all that stuff. Plus with Amazon, you can run ads through Amazon and it makes it easier. You don't have to, you know, run other ads to get it to your website. You can just simply do it through Amazon. And yeah, I feel like it's just a time saver. But like I said, it takes time to just launch a product on Amazon. So it's like a win, but it's also like you have to go through a little bit of struggle to get there. Yeah. And what are some things you think we get wrong about Amazon? Like when we think about selling on Amazon, maybe we haven't started yet. What do you think we get wrong about it? I think the number one thing for sure is people always have a lot of misconceptions about it. Totally understand. I mean, when I I started this a couple years ago, about three and a half years ago, but I actually knew about Amazon three years before I started, like six and a half years ago. And I didn't start for those three years because I had these like limiting beliefs as well. Basically is Amazon FBA being too saturated. So people now still say that obviously more and more people than even back then. And I think that's one of the things that holds people back. And the thing is, it's like, yes, there are products on Amazon that are saturated 100%, but those are not the products that we would ever even look at. We are more so going for products that are more so under the radar products that you wouldn't normally think about. So I feel like that's a misconception. People are, I see that all the time in my comments. We're always like, oh, it's too saturated now. And it's because, you know, they heard someone say this and they didn't actually like look into it themselves. I think that's a misconception. And another huge one is obviously people making it seem like it's easier than it is and that you can just get rich within a month or two. It's definitely not how it goes. But obviously, you know, it is a very lucrative business for sure. It just takes time. Yeah. And what do you think is going to happen with Amazon in terms of like more people becoming sellers or getting more trendy? Like, do you see like in the future, Amazon still being at the place it is? Or do you ever see it getting to that place of like too many sellers? Or how, what do you think is going to kind of happen? Honestly, no, I don't feel like there would ever really be like a point where there are too many sellers. Like even now, there's thousands and thousands of products and there aren't enough sellers. There's a lot of people. What I've noticed, I've noticed like a lot of people start Amazon FBA, but they don't actually finish through. Maybe they get to like the product research phase, which is like the very beginning. Just that part in itself takes longer than most phases. So I feel like there's a lot of people who are trying to start Amazon FBA. They create their seller accounts, but they don't actually follow through. The amount of people who actually follow through and give it 100% and get to the point where they launch three products is actually quite small. And I think a lot of people wouldn't believe that or know that unless they, you know, actually tried it themselves or like they got into a mentorship program and they see the people who actually like join the Zoom calls and it's not as much as you probably think. And I think it all comes down to like their own limiting beliefs or yeah, maybe even 
like excuses. <laughs> Cause I mean, yeah. I have people from all aspects of life being able to do, like doing more than being in a position where they're doing way more than I was doing when I first started. So that makes sense. Yeah. The product research could seem so daunting and I could see why yeah. I'm good stuck in that. that yeah. Thing. And a lot of people, it's good to have like doubt and, you know, be aware of that because there are a lot of online businesses that I feel like aren't legit or they're not going to like actually make you money long term. A lot of people do promote these type of businesses online. I'm on TikTok a lot and I see it all the time. So it is good to have doubts. But I think the thing is, is most of them do work. You know, Amazon works, dropshipping works, affiliate marketing works. There are millionaires who are doing this and in these niches and are actually succeeding. It's just actually focusing on one of them and having no plan B, I feel like is what really, really separates you from the others that leads you to success. And did you ever hit a point where you're like, maybe I should give up on Amazon or maybe this isn't going to work for me? Or were you pretty like you knew it was going to work? No, I surprisingly, I wasn't one of those people. I didn't know if it was going to work. It's just kind of like I didn't have a choice. Like I had to make it work. Like I said, I had no plan B and I invested a lot of money into just the mentorship alone. And for me, when I invested into this mentorship, for me, it was kind of more like a college tuition fee because I dropped out of college. So though I took a course, it helped me launch my, my first product successfully. I still, you know, of course needed help to scale that product. And although that information wasn't really in the program, I still went out of my way to do the best I could. So I found help outside of that. Went on YouTube. That's how I found my partner. He's being interviewed for his success. Found him, went to his workshop and just kind of like got myself out of my own comfort zone and went to go network with other entrepreneurs in the space to get help. So I feel like, yeah, that's kind of what helped actually mm. succeed with this. Yeah. I'm curious, what are like the most common like limiting beliefs you feel like your students have like while they're going through this process? I feel like you can only succeed to as far as you feel like what you deserve. Like if you feel like you're not deserving or you truly feel like life isn't attainable for yourself, you won't be able to get there. For me, I've, since I was a little girl, I, even though I come from nothing, literally nothing, I always knew like my parts that I was going to be a successful business owner somehow. I was going to be a millionaire. And I'm not saying everyone has to have this mindset because it is kind of delusional, but I do feel like you have to have some type of delusion <laughs> to be able to actually go as far as you want to go with this, whatever business you decide to go with. Um, I feel like that's really the key thing. And also just giving it like your all and not having that like victim mentality as well. I feel like a lot of people stay in that victim mentality and that kind of holds a lot of people back. And a lot of people do try to kind of be like a perfectionist with this. I noticed this with a lot of my members is that they hold themselves back because they try to have everything be perfect. I can relate to this because I'm a perfectionist as well. But I feel like that held me back a lot, like always trying to find the perfect product. But I feel like I always have to constantly remind my mentorship program members, like there is no perfect product, like just if it meets the criteria, just start like just go all in so I feel like that's another key thing you know it's funny you're not the first person to mention being delusional yeah I like, feel, I feel it's like so that. true I've been hearing it more often now and I'm like god that's so true and I have to mention it more because it's so true I've always been very delusional <laughs> I feel like even my friends like my old friends would be like how are you gonna get there and I'm like I don't know but I'm gonna figure it out like <laughs> does it matter like how I'm gonna get there like I'm gonna make it happen I've always been that way. And did you do anything to build on being delusional? Or did you just have that innately of like, I know, like, no matter what, like, this is going to happen? Yeah, when I was younger, say when I was 19, I was always kind of like a free spirited person. So I did always put myself in places where probably people my age wouldn't necessarily 
probably put themselves in these places. But like I said, I worked in nightlife. So I met a lot of like wealthy entrepreneurs, people who are in business, older people. So I felt like that kind of helped me even just talking to them and like going to events and meeting these people and like putting myself out there and just being friendly, not necessarily like networking or anything like that, but just getting like, you know, ideas, even like mentorship kind of, but like, you know, grabbing coffee and just learning from these people, getting invited to events as well helped a lot. I always put myself in those situations. And I feel like even though like I was going back to like literally living, I lived, by the way, <laughs> I lived in my aunt's garage. So even like going, like being, these like mansions sometimes like these events or going to these parties and I would go back to my aunt's garage like it was like a real like I don't know just on my drives home going back home to her garage just like I don't know it just helped my mindset a little bit I'm like yeah I'm going back to this but I'm around this I know this exists and I know that like as long as I'm me I'm attracting this anyway so I feel like as long as I stay true to myself even though my situation isn't the best like I'll be able to get there somehow I just need to focus on you know growing myself outside of the mindset as well but like investing into myself as well mm, yeah. I love that I love that you're able to go from a mansion to a garage with- I've never shared this before but it's like it's true and I think a lot of people would never imagine but I'm like yeah, yeah. wow and I'm curious like for like trying to build that delusion in someone else and like a student let's say who like they don't feel like worthy of maybe like the amount of money they want to make through Amazon they don't feel worthy of the amount of success that they desire what do you do to start to build that in them I always try to have them like understand at least like their why and have a vision with our program it's not just like a Amazon A through Z you know factual program no it's like actual mentorship where we like also try to get them to work on personal development a little bit for sure we try to include that because I feel like that has a lot to do with your success, not just in business, but in every aspect of your life, you have to have like believing yourself and have to have like a certain type of mindset to actually succeed. So I always try to at least get them to like have a vision for themselves and like set some C type goals, like big, big goals, even though C type goals are like goals that you don't know how you're going to achieve them. They seem like very far fetched, like crazy goals, but like at least dream big. That way you'll be 10 steps closer versus like having a mediocre type of goal. You know what I mean? So I feel like that helps a lot. It's just like understanding your why and having a vision for your life, like writing it down on paper helps a lot. That's what helped me a lot. And reading books, there's a certain book that I read that kind of changed that for me as well. It was the Think and Grow Rich book, famous uh, Napoleon Hill book. That one helped a lot with mindset. And that book actually helped me actually start writing things down in paper and being able to look at it and see it every single day. So that helps. It's just understanding why. And I love that you include that in your course because like the A to Z helps, yes, but like there's always like a track playing. There's always our mind that's getting in the way of action. Yeah, and it's kind of cliche, you know, people always say, oh, it's like we say it's 80% mindset and 20% knowledge, but it's so true. Like really is so true. I feel like there's no way I would like actually have gotten this far without having my mindset like her and believe myself, but having that delusion in there for sure helps. Yeah. I love it. What are like some mistakes feel like sellers make that maybe like aren't like as common known maybe like they're not as aware what are sticks yeah I think a lot of sellers make the mistake of well a lot of people do give up really quickly because maybe they lost a little bit of money and 
that's a thing too. It's like with Amazon FBA, you're not necessarily going to make profit right away. That's kind of part of the business. That's how it is. That's how it should be. You're going to break even when you first launch. And a lot of people get scared when they break even, they don't see profit first month. So that's something that's like a mistake of people just giving up too quickly and expecting these big expectations to make a lot of money. And another thing is people do go for these like trending generic type of products that they see on TikTok, like viral products. That's like not going to work at all. And I always tell people this. So I feel like you need to go for products that are more so under the radar. Like I said, products that you would normally not ever think about that aren't going to be saturated, but still have that demand. And you know this by actually looking at data and taking your time with product research. So just putting that time and effort into products will help a lot. And like, what's like usually the timeline from like getting to that place of like breaking even to act starting to make money? How's that? Yeah. So like I said, it takes about four to six months to launch a product on Amazon and you will break even your first month, but you should start seeing profit like your second, third, fourth for sure. And what are maybe some mistakes you think people make around branding that you see? Yeah, I think a lot of people make the mistake with branding of like using too much like color or too, you know, big fonts or just too much color. I feel like is something I feel like you need to keep it more, I wouldn't say like generic, but keep it more neutral. I feel like don't try to make it too crazy because then it comes off looking cheap. And I feel like that's a mistake with branding that I see a lot. So I'll just keep it more simple is always better. The less is more, I believe. Right. And do you ever ever like have a point where like you're selling a product, it was doing well, and then it's not doing well, and you have to kind of take that product down product research? I'm curious, does that ever happen? It happens with a lot of people. Yeah, with me personally, I can say that it hasn't happened yet. I haven't I have discontinued a product, but it wasn't because it was like a failed product. I discontinued it more to, to like logistical reasons. But yeah, a lot of people do fill with a few products and then they give up. But I feel like it's kind of, it, you know, not all products are going to be success stories. It's just a matter of taking action and keeping the needle moving forward, like going back to product research and doing it all over again. And by the time you have done product research, your first time launched the product, you're so you're going to be so much quicker your second time. Like it's going to cut the learning time with product research in less than half. So I feel like, yeah, it does happen. But as long as you put in the effort. And what margin do you tip for on all your products? Yeah, we always try to aim for at least 25% on average for profit. You can definitely make a lot more, 40%, 60% even with products. It's just much harder to find products that, that but as long as you hit at least 25%, try to all. And what's the mistake you've maybe done with your business? It could be any of your businesses that you wish maybe you didn't make or maybe like a mistake you made in the beginning oh, yeah. that if you could go back, you would change now. I have loads. Well, the first was I kind of touched on this a little bit with you but being like a perfectionist so I took so long deciding on my first product not only because I'm a perfectionist but also because I'm a huge overthinker and I've learned to kind of not do that anymore <laughs> through being in business for a couple years now just not trying not to overthink everything so that kind of held me back a lot because you know I could have launched a lot sooner like more than a month sooner and could have started making money sooner and obviously it hurts when you look at it back <laughs> but that's one of the mistakes Another mistake was uh, just kind of wasting time with suppliers. Like a lot of times I would reach out to suppliers and I really wanted to work with them because I liked their quality or their price better, but their communication wasn't that well. And no matter how hard I tried to communicate certain details, questions that I had about, you know, maybe customizing the product, they didn't have a good understanding. And I would just try to like, I even had a, a neighbor who was Chinese. I even had him like try to communicate with these Chinese suppliers and couldn't get the word out correctly. And they understand. So I'm like... I wasted a lot of time just 
doing that. And I feel like that helped me back a lot. So yeah, I feel like those are the two main things, you know, overthinking everything, trying perfect and wasting time with suppliers, just not really getting the point when there are a lot of usually depending on the product, there will be more or less suppliers, but there are a lot of other suppliers. Do you have a checklist before you work with like a supplier? Like they have to hit like, like certain yeah. area? Yeah, for sure. Communication is one of them and they have to be able to respond within, you know, a day or two. If they take longer than a day or two, it's just no, no matter how bad you want to work with them, no matter even if that price, sometimes even if they have the lowest price, it doesn't, you know, I always tell people like, don't try to go with the lowest price because quality is not going to be the same. So that's one thing. Another thing is, yeah, they have to be in business for a couple of years. Through Alibaba, you're able to see how long they've been in business. If they're verified suppliers, all of that, so you're able to see like some facts about their business, see some videos of their warehouse, make sure the conditions are good. That helps. So yeah, there's definitely a checklist, but I feel like the main thing is communication. Even though English is not their first language, a lot of them, you know, are used to working with Amazon sellers, so they kind of know how to communicate, but if they're taking too long to communicate, it's just... Yeah, yeah. the communication is vital. If the communication's there, it'd be hard to get everything else done. Yeah, and like, there's kind of like another topic I wanted to touch on with you that I'm curious about in terms of like your journey, like getting out of a talk's boyfriend who like seems like he has incredible level of success, like very high value. I'm curious mm-hmm. for you, like what tips you have for someone who's maybe trying to get out of like a talk relationship? Maybe they feel stuck in that. Well, I definitely think it's easier said than done, but I think it's just like try to have a plan. I don't know. Like for me, I had a very toxic relationship where like I felt like I had to have like a whole plan before I left the relationship just so I'm not like left in a situation where I feel like I'm going to fail or whatever because I was so vulnerable when I met this man. I didn't have anything going for myself. I had no savings. So yeah, it depends, you know, where type of relationship you're in. But I feel like start having a plan. And as soon as you leave that relationship, really start working on your mindset, like block the person, start reading books, start journaling in the morning. I feel like a lot of people say this, but it does help a lot. Just start getting to know yourself a little bit more, like have a vision, ask yourself the tough questions and just really cut out. doesn't have to be your boyfriend, but anybody who's toxic. That's when you'll really start seeing like the real change. And I'm curious, did you do any work in terms of like drawing the lines of like, this is why I went for this person, kind of like my patterns in relationships? Did you start to do any work on like kind of like truck patterns and like creative patterns? No, I didn't. It kind of just happened so naturally. It was crazy how my whole life really changed. It's like the universe just like knew, like I had these quantum leaps. It all just started happening so fast. I launched my product successfully. And then as soon as I launched my product, I met my boyfriend. And as soon as I met him, we just kind of skyrocketed from there. I posted a video. Well, before I get into that, I'll talk more about my boyfriend. But he he helped me out a lot with like my personal development. So I feel like he was already like this, but nothing like where I I was like searching for specific things in a man. I didn't even like want a boyfriend because I had just gotten out of my relationship and he had just gotten out of like a toxic relationship as well. But it kind of just like clicked. It all happened so fast. As soon as I met him, we started traveling the world like two months later, never came back to the city we were at. (laughs) So we were both in like a place in our lives where we were just ready to, you know, take a leap of faith and just move away and just start like a new life, start fresh. And we were both in a position where we could kind of like live our own dream lives, but it made sense 
sense to do it together because we're doing the same thing. And then back to where I was upon our journeys together more so, we decided to create, well, I decided to create a TikTok. A lot of people were asking us about our products, about help and stuff. And we had no intention of ever coaching or teaching Amazon, but I was writing down in my journal, I think it was like New Year's manifesting. I'm like, we should just do it for fun. Like, why not? Maybe we'll hit some people. We'll see. I wrote down in my journal, like, I'm going to go viral by March something something. So in three months, and I had put this down like New Year's. And then the next morning, I woke up and the video had gone like mega viral, had like millions and millions of views. And it was just for fun. So I feel like that was another quantum leap for us. We still had no intention of creating a program, even though we had all these people asking us how to do that, blah, blah, blah. But we decided to create a community and see what they wanted. And they were the ones who were really saying it would be so helpful. You could create Zoom calls, even like a step-by-step guide. So we started with eBooks. Then we kind of just went into the coaching program. We put together a mentorship program, but it all just kind of went from there. So like that also made like our relationship really strong. It like helped us take quantum. Wow. That's so cool. It is really cool when I like say it out loud because <laughs> it's kind of crazy to like to look at what happened because it, you know, I'm living it. So I don't really feel it. But when I say it and I look back at it, I'm like, yeah, that really did happen. It happened so quickly. Within months, we were reaching thousands of people every single day while we were living our dream life. And I feel like if it hadn't been for obviously my crazy toxic relationship, I would have never had found him done this business so in and the like end, was- what tip you have for like working with partner i feel like that could be like another dynamic kind of adding relationship when you have it together we have running together what tips do you have for like managing a partner and make your like relationship like prioritize yeah that's a good question because i'm definitely still working on it for sure yeah it's definitely not as easy <laughs> as it may look like a fairy tale because we're doing the same thing but no there's when you have a business with someone especially with two people who have very strong mindsets you know to polar we're very similar in a lot of ways and we both have similar mindsets but we also have our very own like strong opinions about certain things with the business and whatnot so i feel like it is kind of hard for us to like separate the two of like our actual relationship and the business so what we've tried to do now talk more about this as of recently and what we've done more now is do like dates so we go on a date like every sunday we've incorporated that into our relationship that's helped out a lot and also just talk about like our feelings every once in a while like at least once a week or once every two weeks and just say hey how are you doing so that helps too but it's definitely not the easiest having business with your definitely working on it every single day yeah it seems like a lot of balls both like having wanting that to be a priority wanting to grow the biz but also making that space yeah. being boyfriend and girlfriend and being that at time what do you think like really triviated your quantum leap i feel like there is the delusional piece seems like a really big for you like having yeah. like the environment that you had meeting boyfriend meeting entrepreneurs is there anything else that you did that really helped for like all these quantum leaps in such short amount of time it's like your life just kind of like whoop like jet off like yeah it did honestly no I feel like it's just whatever just changed when I started like changing my mindset and working on myself and it's just like the universe like saw what I was doing saw you know heard me and it healed me when I started doing these things and from there it just progressed but it wasn't something that I was like didn't happen just from manifesting and writing things down no I was like putting work every single day and it was very lonely like entrepreneurship is kind of a lonely path and I just felt like yeah I feel like had a lot to do with like the way I was with my boyfriend we didn't talk to other people that much we were just really focused on our business and going all in like putting hours a day like I know a lot of people try to make it seem like entrepreneurship is so easy but it's hard work you know we were putting in 14 hour days instead of working a nine to five 
now we were working like double that with our coaching program and everything else that we were doing. So yeah, I feel like just going all in. Put all the effort that you can in the beginning, I feel like it does take time, especially because we started our journeys with business. We never had, we never known anybody else who had done this or even had heard about like actually selling products on Amazon. A lot of people don't know that it's like a real business, you know, everyday people sell. So finding these people was a little bit difficult for us. That's why we decided to travel and network with other people as well online in the digital space. So I feel like that helped a lot. But yeah, I feel like just working on your mindset is really the transformation part of it and letting your emotions not get the best of you, like learning how to roll your emotions. And I'm curious, do you, are you at the point where you have to any mindset work or is it something you work on daily or is it something part of your routine or is there any there? I incorporate it into my routine, like my daily routine, like my morning routine. I journal every single day. I won't lie. I don't read as much as I did when I first started just because they become a little bit busier. But yeah, it's something I like to do every single day. I used to meditate every single day as of like four months ago I used to meditate every single day for like two years straight that helps a lot I haven't meditated now as much just because I've been so busy and I've been all over the place we moved we were living in Dubai and we just moved back to the states so kind of like all over the place but yeah I feel like I'm always working on myself I feel like it's something that I need to see and do daily to help myself out and just like know like you know I have this and it always boosts like gratitude for myself it always makes me feel thankful it always makes me feel like okay like I have purpose like I'm just I can see it and I can feel it more versus like just going about my day and like not journaling or not like looking too much at that I feel like that can be a little bit draining for myself so I have to do something daily. I love that you brought up the importance of doing it daily please do it like for an amount of time and then like kind of let it go and then yeah. try to reintroduce it versus that yeah and what's something that you're excited about right now it could be any yeah, I'm definitely excited to obviously grow my business for sure and do more for people. I feel like there's a lot more I want to do with the e-commerce space specifically for women. I would love to do more even for the Spanish community. I haven't really talked about this, but there's like a big gap there with coaching for e-commerce for Spanish people. I am not 100% like fluent, but I am Mexican. So I would love to do something like that this year if I find the time. That's something I'm really excited about. I've been writing it down journaling for like two years now. So definitely something that I feel like I should do and yeah just growing our business you know improving other people's lives more and just honing down a little bit more on this and I would love to host events in-person events I would love to meet both in the space or people who are interested with just different thing when you're teaching these people like through online but actually meeting in person I think would be great and maybe even one day like doing a retreat probably not this year but next year it's something that I've been thinking about for sure yeah I love events so much yeah. different than like seeing online like actually feeling someone's energy so much better. Yeah, that's something that we have to do more of me and my boyfriend because we're just kind of homebodies but we are going to finally to an event next week since we moved back from Dubai I'm like okay we're back in the states we should be booking like network marketing events or going to social media events and meeting more people so we've been stacking those up so I'm excited to get more into that like meeting people in real life <laughs> with similar mindsets that helps a lot so yeah I'm excited for that yeah I can relate to being a homebody too so. But yeah, what's something you're learning right now? Any aspect? Yeah, I'm definitely learning how to lean more into my femininity, like my own feminine energy. I feel like I always in my life led with masculine energy just because I never grew up with like a mom and stuff like that. So I'm kind of trying to learn how to heal like my child as well with that and just lean more into my femininity and not feel so rushed, not feel like I have to do everything, make time for myself. That's something that I'm trying to slowly graduate. And what are you, I'm curious, what are you doing? Yeah, I 
take more time to even just like the simple things go shopping more <laughs> like I, I save so much stuff on my phone I'm like I'm gonna take myself out and go shopping I used to love shopping when I was broke for some reason and now I have actually do have like okay money to spend so I've been make, trying to make that more of a thing for myself like doing things that I enjoy kind of forgot a lot of things that I used to enjoy when I was you know just living life because when I had a business I didn't really do any of that anymore so definitely I would love to start a hobby something I'm trying to work on right now I'm in the middle of like deciding what I want to do but I love like outdoor stuff I love riding horses so I would love to like take horsing classes or something like riding horses like that locally I love doing that and yeah those are the two things that I'm starting my own hobbies and taking myself off and I have a final question for you if you go back in time talk to yourself what you want to tell her or if you want to tell her nothing at all loads I would love to tell her but the main thing I would love to tell her is just remind her that like everything's gonna be okay and there will be a solution to my problems I may not see it now but everything's gonna be okay yeah even just like that little simple statement is everything I needed to hear was younger because I really felt like everything was not gonna be okay like your show is like my life was a shit show I didn't know what I was gonna do the next day like it was very crazy and traumatic looking back but yeah just telling myself giving myself a hug and just letting myself know that everything's gonna be okay as long as you know I look forward and be <laughs> so beautiful and where can we find you where can we connect you yeah I have Instagram TikTok and YouTube I feel like the easiest way to connect with me and find me is through Instagram my Instagram handle is Jacqueline Vagar I'll spell it out J-A-C-Q-U-E-L-I-N-E-V-A-G-A-R and that's the same handle for YouTube as well. I've been trying to post more on YouTube. Those are the two. And TikTok, of course. I'm sad TikTok is going away because that's my main thing. But TikTok as well, just with the underscore in between Jacqueline and Bagar. So yeah. Thank you guys so much for listening. I'd love if you can leave me a review on iTunes. Please feel free to share it with any friends you think the story would resonate with. I hope you guys have a great rest of your day.